0: welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business here is your host rick highland and this is ci for life all right welcome to another ci for life podcast i am rick highland excited to come to you this week with a very important topic i've been thinking about for a long time wanting to bring something to the listeners and it's entitled this could be the most important 30 minutes of your week and i'm wondering what you're thinking about or if we had an interactive discussion right now what you would think is the most important 30 minutes of your week would it be your monday morning exercise would it be your monday morning team meeting to get the direction of the week for the entire team or office would it be friday night date night Would it be a church meeting on Saturday or Sunday? What would be the most important 30 minutes of your week? To introduce this topic, I'd like to share a quote from Dallin H. Oaks that I think gets us on the tone and mood for this topic. It's entitled, Good, Better, Best. And it says, we should begin by recognizing the reality that just because something is good is not a sufficient reason for doing it. The number of good things we can do far, far exceeds the time available to accomplish them. Some things are better than good, and these are the things that should command priority attention in our lives. Dallin H. Oakes. So how do we make the really important things in our lives priority of all the noise and all the busyness in the system? I'd like to use a eating or calorie example entitled bad calories, good calories, best calories. Have you ever had a day that just flew by? Perhaps you were tired and exhausted, but also a little bit exhilarated and every minute seemed full. You could feel satisfied at the end of the day, but be careful how much of those activities were empty calories or just good calories and not the best calories for your body. Don't let good activities constantly rob great activities. When you look back on those busy days, how many of your important goals did you really get accomplished, or were you just busy? Were you just in meetings or activities? How many of your important goals did you really get accomplished during those busy days or those busy times? I think busyness is one of the worst addictions of our time. There's a lot of addictions out there. I'm aware of them. I've counseled uh, many people for three years on addiction management. but I think busyness is a trap, one of the greatest. Regrets people have when they die. I've looked it up a uh, re- Google research at AARP top five regrets In those top five one is they work too hard Number two or it depends on the study that you read but often in those top five this second one is always there. They didn't pay enough attention to the most important relationships in their life and then the last one always is in there and it's almost always number one They have a big regret that they didn't live their best life. Those three things are always in the top three uh, regrets as they're dying. One of the reasons people don't live out their purpose or even their long term goals is they don't have a system to organize themselves to constantly stay focused on those things, activities and relationships that are most important. The busyness and distraction of modern day world are powerful and plentiful. The constant call for meetings and the constant notifications on your phone and computer are coming at such a high pace that it's very difficult to ignore. The marketing profession has come so far with analytics and AI. They are so sophisticated. They are listening and will give you notifications that you are most interested in. These are very difficult to ignore. We need a plan, we need a system, we need a method to overcome these distractions so that we can accomplish our most important things, activities, or relationships in a week. Weekly planning is the most important 30 minutes of your week. Weekly planning is a terrific way to stay focused on the most important relationships, activities in your life. It's a terrific way to be intentional. In order to block out the bad or even the good activities in our day, we have to have something more important planned. Weekly planning is a superpower. Develop your weekly planning during a commercial-free, interruption-free, and notification-free period. This is the most important 30 minutes of your week, and treat it like it is. Also, build in times in your weekly plan that you go notification-free when you're working on those most important and difficult tasks. Hide your phone, turn off your notifications on your computer, focus your mind on the most important tasks at hand you will feel an increased clarity and focus on the most important tasks or relationships at hand. I recommend you have a weekly planning system to organize, organize around your purpose, goals and roles, and so that you can focus on the most important and highest priorities in your life. If you go onto the ci lifeorg website, you can download a free weekly planning system. As you go into the weekly planning system, you'll notice that on the left-hand side, you have purpose, roles, and goals. And then along the right-hand side, and those are static, and then on the right-hand side, you fill in activities each week that help you accomplish the left-hand side, or the purpose, roles, and goals that are most important to you. It is very important that you find the same day, and hopefully even the same time each week, each day, to plan, train your brain to be preparing and ready so that you can have a healthy planning session. So, let me be clear. Let's, let's build a seven-step weekly planning session. What do I do during it? Number one, hold your planning session at the same day, same hour, as I've mentioned. For example, 7 p.m. Sunday night. Number two, review the past week. This is really important. Start with reviewing the highlights of the past week. Write them down in your book, your journal, your computer. What were you most proud of? What were your big successes? What did you learn from any setbacks or the wins that you had? And plan these learnings into the week. We often call this a gratitude list or gratitude journal. Very important to start your weekly planning session on a positive. But also don't ignore what didn't go right. When you plan something and it didn't work, what can we learn from that? For example, perhaps you planned reading or studying during the evening, seven nights a week, and you weren't able to, and that four nights out of those seven, you had interruptions from important family and friends. What could you do next week so that you could accomplish your goal? Perhaps you could train your family or friends that this is an important hour to read or study, or perhaps we might not—we might find another time early in the morning or later at night where there's less interruptions. Just learn, don't, don't be frustrated, don't take it out, don't be frustrated you didn't accomplish your plan specifically and perfectly, just learn. So after you review the past week, number three is plan in your most important activities. Look at your purpose, roles, and key goals, and plan key activities for the week. Plan the most important non-urgent things. The urgent things are already in your calendar or will happen. Um, I never include scheduled meetings that are in my calendar in my weekly plan, unless it needs a big planning or preparation component. Sometimes if you include all the urgent and planned things in your calendar, it will overwhelm your weekly plan. You should plan to have only 10 to 20 important non-urgent activities each week in your weekly plan to take these small steps towards your big goals. Number fourth or the fourth step in our seven step weekly planning session, schedule in your weekly items. So try to schedule in those 10 to 20 items into your week. Use your calendar to plan in these activities. For example, if you want to start 30 minutes of aerobic exercise five days a week, calendar in at 6.30 a.m. every week. Put it right in the calendar so you can see it and plan for it. Fifth step in our weekly planning system, daily planning. Each day as you look at your weekly plan, you should complete a three-step process with your weekly plan. Number one, put a check mark by the completed items. Have a mini celebration in your head for these important items that you got done. Get some positive endorphins going inside. As I've talked before on these podcasts or on my blog, I'm super embarrassed how exciting that is for me to get check marks on my daily plan. Number two, check and see what important weekly planning items are already planned. Mentally prepare for those important activities. And then number three item, looking at your weekly plan on a daily plan on a Monday morning or Tuesday morning, add any additional items that were either not scheduled from your weekly plan or need to be rescheduled because they were not accomplished earlier in the week or the previous day. Does that make sense? So every day you've got your weekly plan in front of you, you're looking at your daily uh, plan, and you're looking to see what's completed, you're looking to see what important items are in that for that day from your weekly plan, anything you need to prepare, and then thirdly, anything that needs to be calendar scheduled that got skipped or missed. In order to develop this productivity superpower, you should, four keys here. Number one, plan the same time each week and each day. I know they've said that three times, super important to train your brain. Your brain will be more effective. It'll be ready, it'll prepare. Number two, find a place in your house for planning. What chair, what corner of the room, what place outside, where is your planning place? In the summer, or maybe it's different in the winter, train your brain that this is a planning pace space not a reading sleeping watching tv computer email where's your planning space you can train your brain so that it can be super efficient and the concentration levels will increase as you plan some continuity or regularity in both the time and place you plan put your most important act number three put your most important activities during quiet times the times when you will get the least interruptions Do not be afraid to book in your calendar in the morning a blank spot for planning or at lunch an important non-urgent activity on your weekly plan. And number four tip to develop this productivity superpower, you should plan in times and activities with those most important to you. I am still surprised after 40 years of using this planning system, how many highlights of the week come from relationship activities. For example, Cheryl and I do a Saturday morning marriage run or marriage bike ride. And we always generally have a time to relax and have a good talk during that marriage run. And it always makes the gratitude list. In fact, it's a double whammy to be able to have the talk and relationship and have exercise it. It's a double hit, it's a double endorphin win. So other things you should be careful about. You're about to develop a motivation and productivity superpower through weekly planning. Be careful with your kryptonite. There's three areas of kryptonite that I'd like to coach or talk about here. Number one, don't overplan or overwhelm. Start small. You've heard my podcast a month ago with Dr. Bob Maurer and his book, Small Things That Change Your Life, The Kaizen Way. You can order it off our website under tools and resources. He describes a breakthrough he had in patient training by learning from the Japanese. And if you remember, Kaizen is a Japanese continuous improvement method and basically the Japanese learned um, in the 40s and 50s, as they were getting their economy going after the war, they learned this method of continuous improvement by looking after small things. Just little incremental improvements led to massive gains, and they were relentless every day, looking for little things that will improve the factory from cleanliness, quality, productivity, and cost. And it became known as the Kaizen way. So Dr. Maher got exposed to this, and he took it back to his uh, clinic. And he was doing rounds uh, with a, at a hospital one day with a resident and they were having a patient that had come back several times and it was in bad health, bad stress, overweight. And Dr. Maurer and, and the resident couldn't figure out what to do uh, with this particular patient to help them take some steps towards. And every time, you know, you should eat right, you should exercise, you should lose some weight, it's bad, nothing happened. So this time, after learning about Kaizen, small steps, Dr. Maurer asked the patient if they would, do you watch TV at night after the two kids go to bed? It was a single mother. And she said, yes. He said, well, during one commercial break, do you think you could do jumping jacks during that commercial break every night and come back next week and talk to me? Yeah, I think I can do that. She did it. Next week, she came back and Dr. Maurer said, well, what about every time you talk, watch the TV at night doing jumping jacks at every commercial break. Could you do that? Yeah. And pretty soon it took off. She took off. She found the confidence, the strength, the clarity to begin a serious exercise, lost the 20 pounds, and got into better health. And the message was small things. And there's some actual science behind it, and Dr. Maurer talks about in his book or in the previous podcast that I did with him, that in the brain there's a section that you can overwhelm or create fear, fight or flight, in the limbic system that if you overwhelm it with a big scary goal that you'll scare away your desire or your ability to start a new thing but if it's small and you can identify small kaizen steps it won't fire up uh the limbic system it won't fire up get fear going in your brain and you'll be able to get started on a new behavior or new activity it's fascinating change management stuff i highly recommend the book or, if you, like I say, if you want the 30-minute vision, you can go to my podcast. Number two thing to watch out for kryptonite And in, in now that you've got this superpower called weekly planning. Be intentional but flexible. And I've mentioned this a couple of times, but really important. Relationships are more important than tasks. And I always get teased by my family, and I have to remind myself. Little kids are the classic example here. Little kids don't understand weekly and daily planning. Of course, you can coach them to honor your time, but you must be flexible and open for changes in your plan. People are more important than tasks. It's just as exciting to reschedule something. If you get a chance to have a long talk with somebody that needs to, you can easily reschedule for that night or the next day. Be intentional, but flexible. Can't say that enough. And number three, potential kryptonite that you need to watch out for, and I just experienced this this last week. It's why it's in the list. Because you now have a superpower, that you're a super planner, your time is not more important than others. Be careful with this. Remember that what and who is more important, is the most important in your life. As you follow your weekly plan, you will be super motivated, focused, and productive. And close members of your family will see pros and cons of this. Just the other day, my daughter Mackenzie coached me to remember my time is not more important than hers. I was asking her to do the chore on the house on Saturday uh, that, that she couldn't do it when we were doing our chores. So she said, Dad, don't worry, I got it. And I said, okay, well, make sure and do it so I don't have to worry about it. I want to focus on writing a uh, podcast. And She said, Dad, it sounds like you're trying to tell me your time is more important than mine. I quickly apologized Thank you for her feedback and insights. So those are the seven-step planning s- uh, process to become a great weekly planner. And then in order to develop this superpower, I gave you four tips and then three potential areas or kryptonite areas to watch and guard for. But please don't let busy rob you from doing what's important in, most important in your life. Clayton M. Chris Jansen just passed away in the last couple of months. During the uh, early 2020, he wrote a great book. He was a Harvard professor, How to Measure Your Life. And uh, basically, it was a story about, you know, he noticed that uh, all these best and brightest at Harvard um, came back after 20 years. And although they may have had highly successful careers, um, were on their second or third marriages and some estranged from their kids, et cetera, et cetera. So don't let... The most important things get in the way or relationships in the way of being productive our superpower weekly planning remember to plan in relationship time along with the work activities and the other goals that you have don't get sucked into exhausting and empty calories that busy can bring focus on what is most important in your life and then plan around it a good weekly planning system can help you live with no regrets and live your best self. It is the most important 30 minutes of your week. For a free weekly planning system, go to my website, ci or for a free coaching session to implement the system, you can go to the same place and register. Appreciate your time. Hope you have success. Love to hear back from me on my email, rickh at ci If you've got other ideas on around weekly planning and how to make it effective, have a great week. Thanks for spending some of your valuable time with us. Until next time, live a life of sustainable, continuous improvement.